you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been, and will always be, about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. This is your best bets episode for the Wednesday slate in the association for December 28th. Glad to have you with us. Recording this on Tuesday night. Joining me for this edition, we've got Jay Money back with us. You can follow him on Twitter at JMoneyIsMoney, as well as in the Action Network app. Jay, what's good, my man? Trying to get some cash as always, liking a bit, and uh, can't wait to talk some ball with you guys. Also joining us is Sean Little from MSG Network. You can follow him on Twitter at Chicago Flow. Sean, <laughs> you doing, man? I'm doing great, Matt. What's up, Jay Money? Let's yeah, let's get some uh, let's get some paper in this slate. So we got a couple games to pick through on Wednesday. And let's go ahead and get to the best bets. Uh, as always, we'll start. You just say your best bet, and then we'll go back and do the cap. Jay, what's your best bet for the Wednesday slate? Me sons in the first half, uh, minus a half, minus one, little revenge game, Jay. All right, Sean, best bets for Wednesday. Milwaukee Bucks minus four and a half at uh, the Chicago Wolves. Okay. Uh, I've got two underplays. I like the Nets and the Hawks under 238 and a half, and I like the under in that Bucks and Bulls game under 231 and a half. So there's a couple of other games we'll talk about tonight from the perspective of why this slate is trickier. Usually these Wednesday slates are juicy and we were able to find like a lot of really good spots. We've had some great nights betting Wednesday slates. This one's a little nasty. We got a lot of third and four back-to-backs. We get a lot of trap spots. There's a lot of ones where the numbers don't, to me, look like they are they don't look like there's good value to find an edge. And we'll talk about those as we go along. Uh, Jay in particular, before the show was having a real hard time trying to come up with what he wanted to play, but he gone ahead and he's going with the sun's first half here. Tell me why you like the sun's first half in this one, Jay. Give me sons in the first half here. They did just lose uh, on December 20th to the wizards as well. Bill went off for that one at 27, a little bit of inside info. He did leave tonight's game and didn't return. I believe it was a leg issue um, as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if Bill was ruled out the next day. Um, so give me the sons here. Like I say, want to take them early as well. This is back to back plus third game in four nights. But I mean, the whole world was on the Grizzlies tonight and you see the way they going out there and win. Yeah, thanks, Jay. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks for twisting <laughs> that knife. 
after yesterday, I was like, I'm going to trust the Grizzlies, even though I was like, it's a, it seems like a bounce back. It seemed too obvious. Thanks for twisting that knife. Anyway, go ahead. Nah, sorry, man. Now, but I, a lot of my guys, I know a lot of sharp guys that I know were on the Grizz as well. They hopped on a minus seven. It went up to eight. So, uh, I mean, I leave Grizz as well. I just stayed off of it because their revenge game really holds weight to me. And you see the Suns came out there. They really wanted their game. Got down eight to zero, but um, started coming back. And then before you know it, they had a double-digit lead, never looked back. And so I think the Suns are maybe trying to turn a corner now. They know that they're probably going to be without Booker for a little while, uh, possibly getting Landry Shamit back in this game as well. But no starter played over 30 minutes in this one and like I say the Wizards just came into their house and that was the game where they had to blow up as well with Aiden and Bridges I'm sure they remembered that um, as well so give me Suns here I want to take them early to avoid the possible running out of gas late but I think this is a, also a letdown spot for the Wizards coming off a huge game versus the 76ers just ended their 8 game win streak uh, also second game back home off their road trip as well back to back I don't like the spot for the Wizards give me Suns first half in this one yeah, I mean, obviously, injury report's not submitted for this one, right? So we don't know exactly what this is going to be. Um, you know, for the Wizards, probably no KP in this one. Beal probably sits if since he left. My question is, what do we think the Suns injury report looks like, right? So no book, obviously. No Landry Shamit, he's out. So what do we think this looks like in terms of, like, a, a Suns injury report? Like, I guess that's a concern is, are the because you're looking at, if no Shamit, no book, it's Chris Paul, with and he looked terrible in that game on Sunday. Um, you know, Cam Johnson, like they're running out of wings. It's like Damian. I mean, now look, Damian Lee shooting 48% for three this season. So that's pretty good. Are you worried about the injury report at all for the Suns? I'm not worried about it. I mean, obviously, if Chris Paul pops up, that won't be good. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, Shaman might have a uh, have a possibility to come back in this one. But obviously, they'll need a point guard. Not a single player paid, played over 27 minutes. So if it got up to the 30s, then I'd be a little worried. But Chris Paul played only 23 minutes. I expect him to be in here ready to go. And like I said, if the Suns want to stack up wins while Booker's out, this is a very winnable game. Um, I don't I don't see him resting when they, only, they already only have nine guys available. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and go to Sean's pick. Uh, Sean, you're taking the Bucks minus four and a half, and it's a bet I want to join you on. Uh, make the case, and we'll see if I can if I can get over the fact that my numbers say that this is a no play. Go ahead and <laughs> All right, let's see Bucks if we can get HP over the line. Milwaukee Bucks minus four and a half. I love the spot for Giannis and the Bucks. As a vet squad in the NBA that's been to the finals, won a title, you need regular season motivation. And Milwaukee has it here. They're coming off three straight big losses to some of the best teams in the East. We know them, Cavs, Nets, and they just got blitzed by the Celtics in the second half and lost that one. They lost to the Bulls earlier in the year at home. Tough to see me losing, coming off of three straight losses and then losing a game to the Bulls for the second time this early season. The Bulls are just the most inconsistent team in the NBA for me. They give up 150 points to the T-Wolves. They have all types of team meetings. Zach uh, Levine isn't a team player. He's a cancer. He's selfish. Then they rattle off three straight road wins against competent, uh, competent opponents. They're putting it together. The Bulls are back. They're solid. Look out. They're putting things together. They get back home and get run off the floor by Houston. 133-118, and they let Houston shoot 56% from the floor. Five of five against the spread in their last 10, one of four against the spread at home in their last five. Now, I know the Bucs have been struggling offensively, but like I said, they just let the the Houston Rockets shoot 56% from the floor on Monday. Bulls, let me give you a couple numbers. 
Bulls, of course, brutal from three, averaging 10.7 makes a game, 27th in the NBA. And then when you flip that, Bulls 29th in opponent three-point percentage, allowing 38%. So, you know, Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, hey, look out. My man Ingles might be back in the fold a little bit, hit a couple threes the other night. He might he might pour in two or three, Jay, you know what I'm saying? So that could always help the number. But we know it. Milwaukee top 10 in points and paints allowed. I think this is a motivated Bucks team that's going to make it very difficult for the Chicago Bulls to score on offense. So, Matt, you're leaning to the under. I lean that way as well. I think this is going to be a very – physical game for the Chicago Bulls. I, I don't think they'll have it against a motivated Bucks team. Jay Rue, Drew Holiday is looking probable for the game, so he should play. The Bucks and Giannis have historically owned this matchup. I think they get back to, to their winning ways in this matchup and get it done here on Wednesday night, minus four and a half. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from the side. You almost got me over, but so <laughs> the problem is I just – there's a lot of folks in the league – looking side eye at the bucks right now yeah and going, i'm one of them i understand that yeah and like what what what's going on here guys because they got off to this great start but the numbers under the hood were really bad and like i have this closer to an average team than one of the elite like they're like my power rating on them is really low which is why i'm not going to bet it because basically it's not just how they've played lately it's that it's not like they were awesome and then they've dipped this would be a good spot if that was the case Power ratings telling me, no, no, no. Like, they've been closer to the Bulls all season. They've just won a shit ton of games versus a weak opponent schedule at home. And so I don't have the confidence with the Bucks right now to pull out of it. It's not that I don't like your cap, because I think it's entirely possible based off of the very long history I've profiled on this program of how Mike Budenholzer absolutely smacks division teams. He just beats out of these division teams. His record is is incredible against the spread and straight up in these spots. I don't like this particular instance. And like this is this is one of those things that I think it's important when you're betting. It's just like if you are if in your cap and your analysis, you're like, I always like this spot, but like I don't like it as much right now. Don't talk yourself into it. Like you don't, I don't have to bet this one. I've I've made enough money betting bucks against division teams. I don't need to bet it every single fucking time. Uh, I am about the under though, because as you mentioned, if there's only the, to me, here's the the outcomes: the Bucks come in, they're motivated, their defense amps up. The Bulls come on a back to back completely, just like really struggle uh, in this situation and cannot get it done. Sorry, they're on a one game uh, day off, but like yeah, the, yeah. the Bulls struggle, they can't score. The Bucks shut them down, and it's a low scoring game. Option two is the Bulls do fine and they win this game, but the Bucks offense once again, which has been borderline mediocre to bad struggles uh that on top of like i've got the spot i've got the number which i've got this projected um all the way down it's 231 and a half in the market i've got it at 229 so i'm showing about a two-point edge on that my underperformance on the model has been really good this year so i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna take the under at 231 and a half if you're here listening to this and this has moved down i don't know if it's it's going to have by the time you may have moved up entirely possible um in which case i'll still really like it this opened 229 and a half so it's already jumped up two and a half points so the market's moving against me that's fine um you can go ahead and wait and see if it moves up 232 and a half whatever but I don't see any sort of reason why this should be a game where this is a, a scoring fest that out that performance by the Celtics versus the Bucks was an outlier against their defense. Their defense has been reliable. Their offense is not. I'll take the under on this one and I will root very hard for Sean's Bucks bet because I want the division streak to continue. Uh, Jay, you have thoughts on this one? 
I don't have many. Um, I mean, I don't want to hate on Sean's play. I hope he catches it. But me personally, I don't want the Bucks on the roll right now. Only one six and one against the spread last eight road games. Um, and their favor here as well. And another key point that no one's looking at: this is the fifteenth straight, um, fifteenth different arena that the Bucks will be playing in. Fifteenth new gym. I remember wow. that my part of my Celtics cap that there was fourteen straight games, um, in a new arena. So this is fifteen for me. I don't want the Bucks on the roll, especially not right now. And that Bulls game versus the Rockets, it was it's entirely possible that they could have been looking ahead to the to the books in this one uh and they beat them already this year in milwaukee and i think that's 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 saying something as well because the books were obviously came out smoking hot early this season and the bulls weren't they weren't right and they won that one straight up so still some playoff revenge lingering for the bulls here Uh, i'm off this game Uh, i'm off this i hope you cash though sean I mean, the, the revenge game, James, just skipped this game over, huh? What about the revenge game from early in the year? This is a revenge spot for the Bulls. Revenge Jay, I need you, I need you in this spot, Jay. I need revenge game, Jay, to show me some love. But listen, the, the new building, this is a very familiar building for these guys. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're in Chicago all the time. This is right up the road. I yeah, think they're gonna close. Trip, yeah. yeah, I think they're gonna close this 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 road trip out strong in Chicago versus a team they've historically dominated. They're going to go in there, get a W, and then close out. They're going to make up for these last three games where they're, they're, you know, they're supposed to be one of the best teams in the East, and then they see the three best teams in the East and they lose all three. They're going to come in here motivated, looking for a W, and who knows what Bulls team is going to show up. That's, uh, that, that, that's more it's, – it's more of me t- thinking about the Bulls and how inconsistent they are night in, night out. I'll take the motivated team coming off three straight losses, trying to close out a road trip. Giannis will have the guys ready. I'll lay the four and a half. Mm-hmm. All right, my other play for the night, this will be my bigger one on the slate. This will be a full unit play. I think I'm going to do a half unit on that Bulls game uh, with that where the market's moving. But I'm going to go take the under in Nets, Hawks, 238 and a half. Back-to-back for Atlanta. Uh, I looked up the numbers this season. The Nets on the road are, I believe, nine and seven so far this season in terms of uh, points allowed on the road. So they keep their opponent under their team total in nine of the 16 um, Hawks at home have done the same. So we have a little bit of an, a slight edge where the Hawks at home are a little bit better defensively. The nets on the road continue to be a little bit better versus the market expectation defensively. Um, so this may surprise a lot of folks, but this is actually a pretty good defensive matchup because this is actually the third best. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Half-court defense in the Brooklyn Nets versus the 10th best half-court defense in the Atlanta Hawks. The problem for the Hawks, surprisingly this year, has been offense, and in particular Trey Young, who can't hit the broadside of a barn. He's shooting better lately, though. He's shooting over 40%. So that's a risk here, is that basically if Trey's doing better, then maybe this this number, which is going to factor in the entire season, is going to think the Hawks are worse offensively than they've been recently. There's a risk there. But when I look at the number like 238.5, to me, the, the screams like, the market is is this is way too much of a prototypical approach to Hawks Nets. Oh, the Nets score a lot and the Hawks don't defend at all, and the Hawks score a lot and the Nets don't defend at all. These two teams are much better defensively, I think, than they're giving being given credit for, especially the Nets, who Nick Claxton's been phenomenal in switch isolation. Switching teams give the Hawks a lot of problems. They do really well versus drop scheme. The Nets are going to switch everything. They've got long defenders, active defenders, guys that can apply ball pressure. Um, all that combined, as well as the Hawks being on a back-to-back here, a little sluggish at home. I'll go ahead and take the under 238-and-a-half on Nets-Hawks. Sean, you got any thoughts, thoughts on that one? No, I, I'm not mad at that. But, but on the half court, both teams have been playing extremely, extremely well. I was very impressed with how the Nets looked against the Cavs the other night, mm-hmm. the way they shot it. They looked ridiculous on the offensive end. That's the only thing that makes me a little nervous. But, yeah, like you laid out, Trey Young's been struggling shooting the rock. Both teams are very good. It's actually impressive what Vaughn has done with the Nets in the short amount of period of time since he's come on. So, yeah, I can't I, – I, I, I'm with you on both teams playing very high-level half-court defense. The only thing that worries me is, is it seems like in the drop of a hat, as we know, KD and Kyrie can go nuts and, and start to run up numbers. But that's the only thing that worries me there. Uh, Jay, on this one, what's your lean on Nets Hawks on the side? Because basically what my numbers have got me at is that there's a little bit of an edge here on Atlanta based off of a number of factors that actually this is a pretty good spot for Atlanta if it was fully healthy. But back, but on the back to back, that's where I can't really get there. Like it's enough of a swing. I should honestly bet the Hawks, but I just don't. Part of it is I don't want to jump in front of the Nets right now. Like I don't want to. Right. I, I don't want to be like, oh, now is when the Nets, I've talked about this so much, right? I don't want to try and catch a falling knife. And the Nets right now are as sharp as any knife out there. But what's your lean in terms of the side on Nets Hawks with the uh, Nets a road favorite of five and a half versus the Hawks? Man, this Nets team is rolling right now. I can't go against them. Um, I can say that DeAndre Hunter didn't play um, tonight. I, I kind of had a feeling that they were going to look ahead to the Nets, um, going to look right past the Pacers. Pacers came out there, cast the trifecta. So, uh, I mean, you didn't get the the Hawks basically didn't play a game tonight. They basically they didn't come to play whatsoever, probably focused on this one. Uh, I think you're on the right track there with the under. I see a, this being a playoff style type of game, like literally. And that's kind of how the Nets have been approaching games as well, looking at a playoff style. I think the last one probably would have been a little bit um, closer or a little bit more defensive if the Cavs getting, didn't get down by so much um, so early and they had to start running and gunning. But uh, Murray, DeJounte Murray is somewhat of a good matchup to go against Kyrie. You probably have DeAndre Hunter in this game since he sat out to tell you they were looking ahead to this game, man. Hunter, he can, I mean, he's not going to shut down KD, but he can guard KD. Um, I think this might be a close game. I, I would like to lean Nets, but I'm not laying five and a half here on the road. Uh, the Hawks can play some good basketball at the house when they put everything together, but I must 
say I'm not a fan of this Hawks bench whatsoever. Uh, when it comes to the benches, the Nets really could pull away from them. I wouldn't be surprised if they did happen. But I think you're on the right track with the under. Definitely see this being a, a playoff style type of game. If I was, I agree with Jay 100%. If I had to lean, if I was forced to, to play this game, I would look at the Hawks first half plus two and a half or three. Like that. Okay. Um, one more I want to talk about tonight, and that's the late game, not the night night cap, which is Nuggets, Kings, and the back to back. But uh, we don't have a number on that because they're currently playing and you never know about injuries, et cetera. But all right. So the Warriors, oh God. Okay. So the Warriors are a third and four back to back. All right. They, they have that monster win versus the Grizzlies on Sunday. Okay. Uh, currently, as we're recording this, they're facing the Charlotte Hornets, who I took uh, the Warriors in that game, and they've got an 11-point lead going into the fourth. So hopefully they hold on to that one. Third and four back-to-back. I'm looking to see something real quick if this is on national TV. It's not. Okay, not on national TV on the Wednesday slate. So they can rest and not get dinged for it. You expect probably in a third and four back-to-back, this is no Clay Thompson, no Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins is still out, no Steph Curry. So we're now down to just Kevon Looney of the intended starters. Um, I, I just can't get to Jazz minus two here. Got, like, no matter what I do, I can't get to Jazz. You can take all those guys out, and I still can't get to why are the Jazz favored here. I Maybe there's an exponential thought. Maybe the idea is like it's a cluster type of injury, right? Like, okay, not just the loss of Steph, but the loss of Steph and Clay is not worth the four points of the spread that Steph's worth and the two points of the spread that that uh, Clay's worth, but it's actually maybe more like eight. Right. It's or it's yeah, it's like more like eight. It's almost double because you're losing both of those guys. And then like Draymond adds in like a one point five times that like maybe there's an exponential, like a multiple multiplicative effect here of the injuries. I'm just trying to figure out the number because like matchup base, I have this eight and a half. You want to take off three for Curry. That's fine. I have a Warriors minus eight and a half at home. The, the Warriors have just been so goddamn good at home. And this is why I wanted to bet them on Christmas and I didn't, and I felt stupid. They're so good at home. Uh, Jay, you said you had like a little bit of a lean towards jazz here. We've seen this letdown effect where teams without anybody get these random ass wins. Tell me why the jazz should be favored by two in golden state here. Well, first off, I want to say a lot of times, like if a number doesn't make sense, I usually like would stay off the game because if it doesn't say make sense, that probably means the odds makers know. I mean, obviously they don't know everything, and we definitely know it, don't know everything. But usually, when a number comes out that makes you scratch your head, um, I usually like to go with the contrarian side. And I mean, I do like the Jazz here. I did think that they would open as a small dog in this one, but maybe the odds makers know that probably on this back to back that Clay Thompson is probably not playing here. Maybe even a Draymond Green as well. So I think Jazz opened up here at minus two is a really strong number in my opinion they obviously hadn't been good on the road um so obviously it gives you a little hesitation but we we've heard the jazz talk time and time again they play up versus these top tier teams i I really think they were looking ahead versus the spurs as well i mean they just they 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 didn't care about that game versus a top tier opponent i mean whether they have their players or not they're still the defending champions um and think they're going to come out here and show up in this um in Golden State little bounce back J spot here. I could only look towards the Jazz here, even as the favorites. I think it could be very telling. Uh, maybe the odds makers know something. I heavily lean Jazz yeah. minus two for me. Yeah, it's- I'm gonna say well, you're right. You're right. Like, okay, it doesn't make any sense to me. So, do I think the odds makers are wrong? This this wrong? 
or do i think that probably like they're ahead of this and i'm overthinking this based off of the letdown effect and everything because i think part of the thing is instead of trying to bet on the letdown effect where a team doesn't get up for a game versus bad and i'll say this too like uh, aaron gordon was revealing about this on sunday after the the suns game they asked him about why it was the team seemed to quote let down after Booker got hurt. And he's like, we didn't really see that Booker got hurt. He's like, we didn't even know. Like you're just out there playing. He's like, nobody came up to us and said, Hey, Booker's out the rest of the game. He was like, but the game plan entirely changes. He's like, I, he's like, I'm not, he's like, I haven't done prep work on how to play the Suns without Devin Booker when they become less ball dominant. And this is the other thing that you see is guys that are not on your page one scouting report, which is what the starters are going to look at. If they're out late, especially if like Kerr waits and announces and they don't have to submit an injury report tomorrow morning because of the back to back. So if they announce it late. All of a sudden, then those starters are, look, are like they're not paying attention to that second level. Again, I'm not saying this is why I'm about the Warriors. I'm saying it's a reason to stay away. Sean, what do you think about this? I think I think you guys are thinking a little too much about this spot. Just, I think just take the Jazz, okay? Uh, yeah, I, I I mean, if I had to take a spot, I would I would be on the Jazz. I, I believe if it comes out and gets confirmed that there's no Clay and no Dre, this number doesn't stay at two. Right, it's going to go to three, three and a half, maybe. So I, I I don't know if they're already. I wouldn't say the bookmakers are factoring in this game with as we record this, the Warriors playing the tilt right now. We have to. There's just a lot of time in between. If you're looking at this spot, I would wait to see. Who plays? If you believe that Steph and Dre aren't going to play, I would look at minus two here. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. We would need. We would need Jordan Poole to score forty, Divincenzo to score seventeen, Ty Jerome to score fifteen. I mean, I, I, that that's a lot yeah. of buckets missing and a lot of ball handlers that right. are missing if if those two dudes don't play. I, so I believe this number moves if it gets confirmed that they're not playing. I just want to talk about it. I just want to talk about it. You're right. Gotta go with your right. good though, mate. It is a stinky number though. Yeah. It, it, this it, number it, it number does go off the page. It's a, it's a smelly number, no doubt. Yeah. All right. Let's go wrap it up for your best bets for the Wednesday slate uh, to review once again. I've got the Nets Hawks under 238 and a half, Bulls Bucks under 231 and a half. Jay's got the Suns first half, and Sean's got the Bucks minus four and a half versus the Bulls. For more coverage, make sure to keep it here. We will all be back tomorrow with another Best Bets episode. Make sure to catch Sean on the best on the NBA Bet Stream. You can catch that in the NBA League Pass app. Sean, what's the game for tomorrow? Terrible Pelicans tomorrow. Should be, should be a good one. Ooh, be a good one. So good check out the Bet Stream with Sean and the guys over on the NBA Bet Stream. Uh, also download the Action Network app. Leave us those five star reviews. Hope you guys had a great holiday. We'll be back tomorrow with another Best Bets episode. Until then, let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.